greenwashing misleads consumers into buying unsustainable products. Mm -hmm. So it is a fraud to consumers' trust in the markets, and it has the perverse effects of creating an information dissymmetry that leads to a market failure. Hello, this is the Weekly Tradecast, a new podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're talking about greenwashing. As concerns keep growing about damage to the environment, it's good for business to be seen as green. All natural, eco-friendly, sustainable. We've all seen those labels. But what happens when companies go too far by exaggerating the environmental credentials of their products and services? That's greenwashing, and it comes at a cost to consumers, investors, and our planet. Exposing greenwashing is seen as crucial to making real progress on protecting the environment. The United Nations has set up global guidelines to protect consumers, help countries draw up legislation, and enforce laws. But the pace of rulemaking, differences between standards and a lack of political will are all raising concerns about if and when we'll get there. Joining me now to explain is UNCTAD's Anu Ethagweri Vila, a lawyer specializing in consumer protection issues. He also loves cooking old family recipes and shopping at local markets. Well, welcome to the show, Arno. Now, tell me, what makes a product or service truly sustainable and environmentally friendly? So a sustainable product should not harm the people or the environment. And it stems from a beautiful idea that products and services that are offered today should meet our needs, but they should not impair the ability of future generations of meeting their own needs. And it has an economic, a social, and an environmental aspect to it. Now, the problem is that our current uh, consumption and production patterns are nowhere close to guaranteeing that the products offered and the services offered are really sustainable. So how has greenwashing managed to slip through the nets then? So it's not so much as slipping through the nets as it is an emerging trend. For many years, governments have encouraged businesses to provide sustainable choices and also to communicate effectively to consumers. And this has led to green claims. But as consumers are increasingly sensitive to this issue, rogue traders have decided to slap a green claim to their product, Mm. knowing that it will boost sales, but without making the effort of following their promises. So the most outrageous are those that are flatly false or inaccurate or unsubstantiated, such as this is green or eco-friendly, because that doesn't mean anything. The most dangerous are those that are most subtle. For example, they are inaccurate. You could see the recycling triangle that loops on itself, but it doesn't tell you how to recycle. Or... um, They're not relevant to the issue. You're buying a piece of furniture and it says that it's ozone friendly, where ozone depletion is not really an issue for furniture production. (laughs) And those are the things that we should be looking at, or rather consumer protection enforcement agencies are looking at. How is it relevant for the 
consumer choice. This is not a small issue. 40% of businesses that were investigated by the International Consumer Protection and Enforcement Network incurred in some kind of greenwashing in 2020. Right. So what is the impact then that this would have on shoppers who are buying what they think are green products and investors who are putting money into companies that supposedly make them? Consumers can only make good choices if truthful information is provided to them, it's accessible and is understood by them. Greenwashing misleads consumers into buying unsustainable products. So it is a fraud to consumers' trust in the markets. And it has the perverse effect of creating an information dissymmetry that leads to a market failure. And the same goes for investors. It is also unfair to those businesses that provide sustainable choices that really make the effort, or even to those businesses who do not provide mm. a sustainable choice, but refrain from making a false claims. So consumers need to be astute and they need to do some work. We cannot believe that anything that says this is green or echo really is sustainable. We should look at labels. We should look for seals that guarantee rigorous sustainability standards. And when the purchase is recurrent or if the price is considerable, we should be ready to do some fact checking. Go online, see whether the business has some reliable seal and see what is the evidence that sustains that claim. But I wouldn't want to put all the responsibility in consumers' hand when moving around the supermarket shelf. Because really, it is for businesses to provide sustainable choices to consumers and to all consumers. So why don't we have some kind of global legislation then? Or on how close are we to maybe achieving that? I think it comes down to political will. There is no international treaty of consumer protection enforcement on greenwashing or on misleading or unfair commercial practices. There are international instruments, such as the United Nations Guidelines for Consumer Protection, but they need governments and states and parliaments to bring those at the national level. It really comes to governments to decide that sustainability is a priority to enact the right laws, to establish the institutions, but also to educate consumers, guide businesses, and ensure that they have advertising and labeling requirements. What is the UN advocating right now and doing to help consumers and to stop these fraudulent practices? So the UN provides guidance to governments, and it brings together businesses, mostly responsible businesses, but also consumer groups and governments. We at UNCTAD, as the focal point within the UN family on consumer protection, we host the highest level forum for governments to exchange on this issue. And we also provide technical assistance and cooperation to governments trying to implement laws and to design laws that are fit for purpose. So what are the next steps now? I think the next steps is more coordination on um, what greenwashing really is, what information has to be provided to consumers, and who knows, perhaps regulation that can be emulated in different parts of the world. Thank you to UNCTAD's Arno Ithagari for being this week's guest. Tune in to The Weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now.